Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have your Survivor Series recap, your NXT TakeOver War Games 2 recap, some big news in the world of indie wrestling, and a whole bunch more tonight on the Thanksgiving edition of Band from Ringside. Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark, so welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. I am your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Pumpkin Shasa Pie. And to my <laughs> right, as always, we have Two Beer, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer? Uh, gobble, gobble, motherfucker. Um, I'm ready to eat a lot of food tomorrow. Yeah, me too. And Candy Corner for him, we have Murray the Murray Man. Murray, what's going on, Merman? Not much, just hanging out with you fellas, having a beer. Uh, it's the biggest bar night of the week, so uh, biggest bar night of the year. I should say so you deserve that beer Murray you work hard uh, JCB uh, because it's one of the busiest nights of the year and because we are recording on a different night is not here but he will chime in from time to time we have him uh, we have him directly channeled in so when he's not uh, helping one of his many customers he will chime in with uh, some little JCB isms shall we call it uh, we got a bunch of stuff to go over tonight. Before we get too far into it, we are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, not too cold out there, though we had a big snow last week. Uh, it's kind of nice outside. Um, our day one-ish sponsor, brought to you by Soul Taco tonight. Soul Taco is that Mexican-Korean fusion food that you didn't know that you need, but once you have it, you have to have it. It is the best. They got places in the U City Loop in St. Louis, Chesterfield, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. They also have two food trucks driving around the St. Louis area and two more locations opening up, uh, both in the Illinois area. Another one in Chicago, another one in Naperville, I believe. So, did I hear about some new menu items or did I dream them? Uh, I haven't heard about any new menu items. I might have dreamt them. You might. I, <laughs> I've, I dreamt, mean, I've definitely dreamt about Soul Taco before. That's how too. good Soul Taco is that you might dream about it. So <laughs> go get it. They got the, some tacos, quesadillas, burritos, all the best. They got the kimchi fries. I recommend the spicy pork personally, but if you go with the chicken or the steak or even the tofu, my wife will get the tofu sometimes and she likes that too. Go get yourself some Soul Taco. Uh, our second sponsor. Almost that day one-ish is J.J. Twigs on Southampton. Uh, That is a glorious place to catch a game, catch a blues game, catch a football game, get yourself some uh, unique kinds of pizza. And it's a cool place to take the family. It's a cool place just to hang out. Sometimes you might find me bellied up at the bar there. If you do, I'll buy you a drink. Say that, hey, I listen to BFR. You're BFR Bill, right? And I'll be like, no, I don't know who you're. I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, <laughs> is that uh, wrestling? You mean the fake stuff? And then I'll tell you to go away. But uh, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy your pizza. So a couple people came out last Sunday, and uh, be some people going to JJ Twigs on us. Uh, we handed out some gift cards. So yeah, and yeah. Murray and Zach were at the. Uh, go ahead and explain what what was the event uh, that we went to was South at? Broadway Athletic Club. Four Hands does an annual wrestling show with Dynamo Pro. Uh, there's always food vendors. This year was Strange Donuts. Uh, they always brew a special beer. This year was a vanilla 
orange creamsicle beer, dreamsicle beer. It's delicious. I would, I would try it was that. Pretty tasty. Yeah, we slammed a couple. Uh, definitely slammable. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that's good. That's uh, real good. But no, it was a good time. Uh, handing out a bunch of merch. Uh, my car is a lot lighter now, and uh, handing out a bunch of gift cards at JJ Twigs. So all you got to do is uh, hit us up. We got them. And thank you for everybody who actually subscribed that night. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, maybe we got some first-time listeners here. Right. So, thanks for uh, thanks for coming out and showing out for us. Yeah, we got CM the Mauler Mall, turn Mister Perfect in the house, turning the uh, turning the knobs tonight. But without further ado, let's get to our three counts. So the one count is going to be what is uh, historically considered one of the big four. Uh, WWE pay-per-views. I think Money in the Bank has kind of slipped in there as uh, making it one of the big five pay-per-views, but Survivor Series was on Sunday, and Survivor Series was one of those pay-per-views that uh, it seemed like there were some low expectations going into it, uh, particularly with uh, Becky Lynch's injury the week before at the hands of Nia Jax, and that's a that's a shoot injury. She got jacked in the face, and if you didn't see it, she came out the next night with a pretty large black eye. Um, I will say that Survivor Series, and perhaps it was because of my lower expectations, delivered. Absolutely. I thought it was a great pay-per-view. It started off slow. Um, you know, the women's five-on-five wasn't much to write home about. Um, the men's five on five, I thought was strange that three raw contest, three raw contenders ended up being the survivors, but I guess kayfabe style, Braun and Drew McIntyre and who am I missing? Who's the Bobby Lashley? There's Bobby the, Lashley. the biggest dudes. The biggest dudes were the last guy standing. That was fun. I thought they were going to have Shane fucking pin them all. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I said it at the party that I was at at Tender Mahal's house. I, when Shane was the last one, I was like, man, they better not do it. But I, I was, in the way that they told the story, I was happier with those three guys being left over than Shane even pinning one of those last three guys. Because Shane, kayfabe style, kayfabe. Should have no business beating any one of those guys Not in any the ring. One of them. I think maybe they were trying to space out him being so, oh, like, getting him over like that, though. You know, they weren't going to give him everything all, every night well, from th- here on out. I think it's clear that he's he's headed towards a WrestleMania match somewhere. I have theories with that one, too. So. Somewhere down the line. Um the Buddy Murphy Mustafa Ali match was off the chain. Awesome. Buddy Buddy Murphy has star written all over him. Mustafa Ali's one of the best workers in the company, if you ask me. That might be overstating it, but Yeah, if you're an indie fan, that was probably your favorite match. Buddy Murphy's finisher, I don't know what he calls it, is the, the best finisher. That's my favorite finisher going right now. I like it more than any <laughs> other finisher. Uh Ronda versus Charlotte was also a very well to- told story. It was a sloppier match, but if you're having a brawl, I think it needed to be. It, it was yeah, good I didn't sloppy. mind it being sloppy at well, all. No. It, it they, seemed like a fight. Right. Everyone around his matches, and you can see this in the Mickey James match on Monday. If she doesn't practice, she doesn't look good. Right. right. Uh, but they did practice for three days, and I mean that match delivered, especially because I was so disappointed with Becky being a uh, not being able to compete. I didn't have like super high hopes for it. Um, yeah, same here. But it, I mean, it delivered. And then Charlotte's beatdown was definitely memorable. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is with her beatdown, you know, which was good. And then Monday, whenever she did it to the Iconics, I just feel like they're just doing everything they were going to do with Becky Lynch with Charlotte. And then 
what happens when Becky comes back? Is it they're two of the same characters? Like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, it didn't. Well, let's talk about this Ronda Charlotte match a little bit. What do you think, Murray? I loved it. I mean, like I said, I, I didn't go into it thinking it was going to be a terrible match because Becky wasn't in it. Don't get me wrong. Right. I was I was upset that Becky wasn't a part of it. In fact, I was we talked about last year that it might be best in the long run oh, for yeah, Becky. Absolutely. No, and I think so. So thing is, I love Charlotte Flair. No matter what, I sure. love Charlotte Flair. She's amazing, and 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 Ronda is proving week after week that she's gonna hold herself up for a while. She like, keeps so getting good. she keeps getting better. And that match had me constantly on edge. Yeah. And like who's gonna hurt who? Not like Nia, but like right. two professional wrestlers. Sure, so, but no, I I loved it personally. I thought it was a great match. So, it was a good match. Uh, the beatdown angle at the end was definitely. I think, I mean, I think you alluded to it that that was probably what they were planning for Becky anyway. Yeah. And I mean, it was a legit beatdown. Uh, she had welts all over from those kendo sticks. And uh, with the the head in the chair spot was oh, yeah. pretty nasty, yeah, that, also. That Pillman spot. That's yeah. one of my favorite things. Like, it's one of the legacies that Pillman gave us was that, like, whenever he did that uh, to, was it Brett's ankle? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, it just looks so. It's worked, but it looks so brutal. Well, the thing is, you know, they may be trying to just kind of roll over what they did, what they were planning on doing with Becky with Charlotte. But then on SmackDown, Charlotte kind of played it off still as a heel, you know, saying that she did it for SmackDown. She and didn't she, go after the fans, though, which right. she started to do on Twitter after the match on mm-hmm. Sunday night. That, yeah. But she didn't go after the fans, which makes me think that maybe they... Maybe they started rethinking things like this might be too quick to turn her heel. I mean, they did the same thing with Becky. Becky went after the fans and it didn't work. Um, You know, it would have been the same with with Charlotte. I mean, you can't beat down the Iconics and get booed. Well, and one of the things, too, is exactly right. they, They were saying that, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, the whole everybody booing Ronda at the end. That was kind of fucked up. It was. But at the same time, like, I think that just was a was transferred over from everyone just loving the fact that flair did something heelish like becky would have exactly yeah, so and they it, were it's a smart it's Charlotte a smarky crowd they were booing ronda in my opinion right and it's a smarky crowd and certainly in the in the in the last three or four weeks building up to the match people were way more into becky than they were into ronda now that doesn't necessarily go away when somebody gets replaced at the last minute they still want to see the person that they wanted to get beat a week ago still get beat because as a fan, you're like, wait a minute, okay, fuck this person. I'm rooting for Becky Lynch, even though Becky Lynch was kind of positioned as the heel. I guess not completely, but yeah, and it, it's just weird too with the social media stuff. Like Rousey's promos, like you know, they have like some authenticity to them, but like that whole like millennial man stuff is not. That's what that's what did it. Yeah, it doesn't honestly. get you over. Like, I mean, I don't like it. People don't like it. Oh, that's a heel thing to say. It's absolutely I mean, a yeah. heel thing. that's. I mean, you don't go after millennials. Unless you're trying to get heel heat. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess uh, all our parents are heels. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked right. up. Thanksgiving's going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be weird anyway, brother. <laughs> and then the uh, the main event of the match was, uh, to me, I mean, Ali Buddy Murphy was the, that was the work rate match of the night. But the match of the night for me, even though Charlotte Ronda was great, was... Brock Brian, because awesome, it was an awesome match. The match was genius. Uh, it was awesome. Tell me, tell me why you th- thought it was genius? Because I know why I thought it was genius. I'll tell you why it was genius. And we have because about 
I fucking hated it for like five minutes. Maybe, maybe more. I mean, yeah, yeah, I hated it so much. And I, I tell you what, it was still one of my biggest pet peeves with the show. The first thing that happened was Brock threw Daniel Bryan on his fucking head. And I'm like, you guys are both talented enough. Brock should be able to be careful enough to not throw the guy with neck injuries and concussion history to the point where you can end his career and or life and you cannot throw him on his fucking head. You could just not do that. And it's the first thing that happened. And my wife's watching it and she's like, he doesn't look okay. And I was like, I don't think he looks okay. And I even tweeted, I was like, fuck this, fuck Vince, fuck Lesnar, fuck WWE. And I was like, done. I don't want to talk shit about Tara. I love your wife. She got worked. Well, yeah. I mean, I got worked too. I still didn't like that he dumped him you on his head. You always get worked though. I mean, the only time she's ever got worked before is when she agreed to marry you. Oh! oh go ahead. But, Tease my uh, ass or something. Yeah, so the main reason I think it was genius is because it played on every Lesnar match that we've all hated in the past however many years, and then it gave us that Daniel Bryan underdog hope. Oh, man. And he was brutal. His heel, he the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan heel is fucking brutal, and I love it. Yeah. And it was it was great. Murray, thoughts? Yeah, like we we all obviously thought we were going to go into it thinking it was going to be a squash match just because or something akin to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And no, it turned out exactly in my even with Brock winning, it turned out exactly how it should have gone. It was a great fucking match. Both guys, both guys got elevated. I mean, as much as you can elevate Braun or Brock, I like that Brock sold a lot for sold Brian. The shit out of it yeah. once it got just, on Brian's side of the match. And yeah, when Brock wants to, he he can sell and he's really good. He's, at it. He seemed motivated. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he. I think Brock, for as much as you know, uh, us diehards hate him for being you know a part timer and a guy that's not always there and a guy that doesn't always seem like he's putting his all into everything. I think that he realized, at least just from watching him, I think that he realized that this was a big match, and this was a match that people wanted to see. Oh, and it was it was probably fun for him too, because he's always got big those. Ma- you know, he's got Roman, he's got Braun. Braun, right? And back in the day, he was wrestling Eddie Guerrero and you know right. Kurt Angle and those guys. That's probably more what he wants to be doing if he's gonna be there anyway. You so could tell he was having fun mocking the crowd, Suplex City, doing yeah. the fucking chants. Oh, yeah. awesome. So awesome. It, made me love, it made me love both of them. I I, uh, you know, I echo both of your statements. I also thought that I love Daniel Bryan, heel Daniel Bryan. Me too. Like, I love him. And I like that he, it was almost, he played both sides of the card the other night because him, like, running around, like, trying to avoid being hit by Brock Lesnar while he, like, kayfabe style, he should be afraid to get hit by Brock Lesnar. He was also doing it with, like, this smirk on his face. Like, that was so heelish. Yeah. Even after the match was over, he was smiling about it. Yeah. And then when it came time to get the hope spot and the comeback spot, he kind of turned it on, but he never stopped being a heel. Mm -hmm. And he got the crowd got behind him because, of course, like, you know, the same thing, the reason they wanted to see Ronda Rousey get beat up, it's like, People still want to love Daniel Bryan, even though uh, his promo on SmackDown was fantastic, I thought. It was amazing. Um, yeah. But he, being able to play 
both the heel and the both the heel and the face throughout that match, which was probably like a fourteen minute match, you know, longer than Brock Lesnar's fought in a long time, probably because he's only tossing a guy that weighs one hundred and ninety pounds instead of Brock Le- instead yeah. of Braun Strowman. Was uh, I think that Daniel Bryan's a freaking genius, and I'm glad that he is back being a heel because it seems to us to have. Uh, refreshed him and inspired him quite a bit. 1850. That's got to be the longest Brock match in 1850, a huh? long time, yeah. That's yeah, part I, of what I wasn't expecting, you know. I was expecting it to be a 6-minute match and it they, also came on at like 9 o'clock central time and yeah. it's like, "Wait a minute, this thing's going to end on time. Like I can <laughs> I can be embedded a decent hour tonight." Um couple other thoughts. I guess we've gotten through the good stuff. Uh now we can talk about the bad stuff. Uh AOP versus the Bar was a Heard. It was the worst match on the show. And it uh, was, didn't help about the Enzo thing, but outside of that, it was a terrible match. Ooh, Ian, I want to talk about the Enzo thing. And Drake idiot. Maverick pissing himself was fucking right. Drake classic Maver- Vince awfulness. Yeah, I'll say this. Drake pissing himself. I was sitting next to Vice, friend of the show. Always Also gives me my AKAs, even though he didn't tonight, but I don't think he knew that we were recording, which is fine. He's, he's out having a good time. But I was sitting next to him, and we had just partaken in some... It's legal in most states. It's RVD? just not legal here, you know? Uh, sodomy? Yes. RVD. Uh, we had just Bro. partaken in some sodomy, which yeah. is this It's this really killer strain of weed called sodomy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucks you right in the ass. I'll, <laughs> I'll admit I laughed. <laughs> I, la- I laughed when Drake Maverick pissed himself. I, I laughed. I have a problem it. with that, though, because on Monday... All they did was fucking pick on well, and then, bully him after then, that. And then it wasn't uh, the Monday stuff. Well, I was right. the Monday stuff when I was sober watching it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not funny. Like, well, what? they're also anti-bully in WWE, and then they did a whole angle on Monday about bullying. Yeah, picking him. on the little guy for peeing his pants. Anyway, not cool for the eight-year-olds in the crowd who actually piss their pants. Who actually pee their pants, yeah. right? What about Enzo, who probably pissed his pants after getting attacked All right. by the I want to talk guard. about Enzo, and but so, not too much because that's what he wants. For the no, no, no. I I'm not. I'm not completely anti what Enzo did. No, I ain't. I don't. I mean, he's just trying to get himself but, over. But I mean, he's an idiot. I just wanted to. So, for those of you that don't know, Enzo hid in the crowd, and or, I mean, he bought like a third row seat, second row seat, or something. Hid in the crowd, had a hat down low, and during the AOP bar match, stood on his chair and started doing his promo without a microphone. Now he quickly got taken down by security, Bret Hart, and. He was uh, obviously trying to get himself over. The reason that I respect it, if it's not a work. I don't think they're doing work with Enzo. I don't think it's a work. Tender texted me the next day. He's like, you know, there's rumors that it's a work. I was like, that's not a work. Of course there is. It takes some balls to go out and do that. I don't mind him. He's got a new album coming out. I don't know what it's called. You guys should, <laughs> you guys should all go That's buy exactly it. That's exactly why yeah. he did this. Yeah, who cares? He's not, it's Enzo. He's not going to make any money. I he do even it. tweeted about it right afterwards because he had gotten kicked off a plane like two days before that. I saw for, that on for Reddit. Vaping. For vaping. And so he tweeted. His, it was, had to be as... <laughs> it just keeps getting cooler and cooler. It had to be as soon as he left the fucking... Staples Center because he tweeted, he's like, yo, I guess no vaping in the Staples Center. Eh? <laughs> like, that was his real tweet that came out at like 747. <laughs> like, you know, like he had just... That's must, really funny. He must have... Yeah, I know. Will you say that again? That was a really good Enzo. <laughs> I couldn't... Re- I re- just rewind the back. Hey. Hit, no, hit no. that backwards 30 seconds, boys. No, 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 no. So, the <laughs> thing is, though, like, then Tommy Dreamer tweeted, hey, oh, cool, we did this like 30 years ago. 
But that was a work. <laughs> that was a work. It was him and Heyman and uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and Scott Hall did it before that. Well, yeah. So like, all right, no, who, shut was, up, who was the, there? Was a it was, it was the, dream, I think Taz. Yeah, it was no, Taz Dreamer and, and that was Heyman. Taz with hair. I saw the picture. It wasn't RVD? Taz. No, no, no. I don't was, know. Anyway, the point being, it was like Sandman Tommy Dreamer or tried to chime in on. It. It's like, all right, you, you were getting paid by McMahon. Shut up. <laughs> right, that Enzo was a, is definitely not being paid by McMahon. No, that wasn't a work by Enzo. It was really funny though. It, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. If you think about it in terms of advertisement, would he pay like three hundred bucks for that third row seat? <laughs> I mean, maybe he gets a ticket for maybe he, Carmelo. The, maybe gave him a ticket. I don't know. I mean, well, I wonder how many. Uh, I wonder how many. CDs he sold. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of impressions on. <laughs> it's a lot of impressions on Twitter. Um, less than less than fucking Macho Man's album. Probably I mean, we so. don't have to talk about the tag team match. We don't have to talk about the the women's five on five. Outside match. of the fact that SmackDown actually won a match and it didn't count because well, it was a pre-show. I, I also think it's I also think it's kind of strange that Nia Jax was the sole survivor. So they, she's received. I mean, no kayfabe or no punishment. No shoot punishment to her kayfabe character, which is what happens a lot of times in situations like this when uh, something goes awry. She ruined a main event, and she's getting a push out of it. Uh, she was the sole survivor, I mean, I and then she I also mean, went over Monday. She's and gonna she, she's gonna get a pay per view match versus Becky. She's also in the yeah. Samoan Dynasty, so she can do no wrong. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. They punished her before, and she yeah. I, I don't remember the story, though, nor do I care enough. I just wanted to leave for a company that I don't watch. Right. Uh, that'll bring us to our two count. Murray, what you got for the two count? NXT fucking TakeOver War Games 2. Unreal. If you did not watch War Games 2 and you watch wrestling, you are sleeping like a motherfucker. Yeah, pause this right now. Go watch it. It is. We already got the download. Literally. <laughs> not, yeah. Not only not only was it probably the best pay-per-view of 2018, but could easily be one of the best pay-per-views in a long, long time that WWE has produced. It was amazing. First of all, we got the big lie from Triple H telling us that we weren't going to get Riddle Ono until the following today. Well, um, on NXT. Then what do we get? First thing that happens, Riddle comes out and said he didn't want to wait. Awesome. Everybody lit up. Of course, Ono came out and talked a little shit for a second and then got kneed in the face in maybe 6.8 seconds, and yeah. Riddle went over. It was awesome. It was a fun way to kick off the show. It was. Yeah, it gets everybody pop. Yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of people that were running it down on Twitter, like, why don't you save it for a real match? It's like, you guys don't understand wrestling at all. If this anything, is- they'll give them the real match yeah, they'll get NXT. a match out of it. You know that Ono's going to want some retribution. It was a preview. So they'll get. Well, also, what a treat for the live crowd! Exactly. Just to, just to get your, just to get a chance to cheer your asses off within the first five minutes of the show. Dude, Matt, Bro. R- Matt Riddle can jerk my curtain any day. Bro, that's right. He's a curtain Bro. jerker. Dude, and it's funny because I don't know how many people outside. I think that was like of, my second AKA. <laughs> I don't. I don't I know how many people podcast. outside of you know WWE's product even knew who he was before jumping up. But not like the whole audience is chanting "bro" just because yeah, they're he's jumping a on board with it. So it was all, and he was also in some Kill Bill like looking outfit, which yeah. was kind of cool. Um, I wish he'd wear shoes, but that's just me. I, guess. I don't. I like that he doesn't. He reminds me of a uh, of a Von Eric. Yeah. Um, yeah. The women's NXT Championship: Shayna Baszler and uh, Kyrie's, Kyrie Kyrie Zane. Uh, two out of three falls. I thought it was awesome. Zach even said the only thing you know. I gotta say the only the only detriment. So it was ten fifty five, two out of three's fall match. Ten fifty five. They did the thing they always do, which is a fall right off the bat. 
But even though it made sense in psychology, they had Kyrie tapping out so that she wouldn't hurt herself for the rest of the match. Right, and the announcers told that story really well. They did, but there and was a there lot. was also interference. There's a lot of interference, and at the and we're going to get to it. But the War Games match was 47 minutes long. Right, give long. 10 of those minutes to the two out of three falls match. They already did that Riddle Ono thing, so they were always already conscious of time. I just feel like it was a little rushed for a blow off match, but. It was still worked really well and told a great story. Uh, I agree. I think Shayna Baszler's great. I think Kyrie Sane's great. I think they, excuse me, sneakily have a really cool rivalry going on For right sure. now. I don't think yeah. that's the end of the rivalry. I don't think so either. Unless they move one of them up quicker I think than. I think it's the end of the singles. And now with Dakota coming out, it's going to be like a, they're going to do a six man, six woman tag. When it comes to the 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 women that came over from UFC and whatnot, I feel like even over Ronda, Shayna Baszler is like the Kurt Angle as far as catching on. Oh, and as far as ring work, ring work. You even mean talking? You now. mean when you mean when Triple H famously said that Kurt Angle caught on to the business of pro wrestling quicker than anybody else I agree. that he had ever seen yes. that came from outside of pro wrestling. I think she's doing great. Like you I'd mean, say, Matt Riddle's in that bunch too. Same, yeah, and he he'll that'll show soon enough. But I think Shayna Baszler's doing amazing considering the I transition. Um, then my dude, Alistair Black. Put down Ciampa, uh, not Ciampa, Gargano. Match of the night for me. I thought so, too. Um, not mine. I'll tell you mine in a minute, but not mine. Um, there was a lot of amazing spots in that match. I particularly love when uh, uh, Morello called after he threw um, Aleister Black into the... One of the two of them threw each other into the ta- the announcer's tables, and Morello was, said some, called him a son of a bitch, Ciampa, and Ciampa just, I'm on the wrong match again. So, anyways, <laughs> Alistair Black and Gargano. Gargano awesome. and Chip are so intertwined in our in our psyches. <laughs> they really that we are. can't even on say the right words. But I mean, Ronello is. N- I mean, he's he is spectacular throughout the entire thing. He's amazing. Every single and I saw some shit. I was watching it. I was watching it while I was looking at Twitter the other night, like I like to do if I'm not at a party or something. Sometimes even if I'm at a party, Ooh. but. Um, if you, because I like, and I saw some people talking shit about how they don't like Mauro Ranello. It's like, I what are you guys talking about? You got your goddamn mind right no, now. No, <laughs> exactly, Jason. Nobody sells a big match like he does since Jim Ross. And I think Ranello kind of takes what Jim Ross does. Absolutely. And. It's on steroids. Like he turns it up even more. And he, he's modernized with it, he, you know, because he's also a. Prof- he really does a lot of other sports commentary. So yeah, he, he yeah, I think he can reach along. a wider audience and connect with more people than good old Jr. Could. Plus, his story is amazing. Like, there's a lot of reasons to like him, and I, I love him. I love him. To yeah, death. he's but, a big advocate for like the normalcy of um, you know mental health issues. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, he's he's done a lot of good shit, and that's all cool. Even if I didn't know that. I would be like, man, this guy tells a story of professional wrestling and is so dialed in to the kayfabe of profession of professional wrestling that it can't you can't help and plus it doesn't hurt that he does all X, all, all NXT matches and that NXT matches are made for drama mm-hmm. uh, takeover matches per- at least he, takeover he is matches perfect on say. NXT and if they move NXT. Like there's slight rumblings of NXT becoming a, a separate brand altogether and not just developmental. I I'd, hope he stays there. I would just say don't fuck with it, man. I mean, I mean this this 
this can be a much larger conversation, and we'll get back to the the matches. But I think that what WWE, what Vince in particular, thinks that grabs a large audience and the widest audience is very sports entertaining, right? I agree. I mean, but I think if you tell stories about people that are just trying to beat each other, either out of hate or out of a desire to win a championship, right. that is just as attractive, not only to us smarks, but also to 12-year-olds, also to old ladies. You know, like, it's not just us that well, like this stuff. And they treat, like you just said, they treat the championships in NXT like gold. They oh, yeah. treat them like everybody, they're supposed to be Everybody treated. wants it. None of the ones on the main rosters, nobody gives a shit what title and who has what. Half the time, I can't even remember who That's has a title. That's what I'm saying. And Gargano, NXT, Gargano, kayfabe style, Gargano took out Aleister Black just because he didn't want Aleister Black to have another chance at it. Yeah, exactly. And so, they and they're one of the the first brands or or whatever you want to call it in a long time that is able to tell I call the I call them a brand. 80% of the story in the ring. Like if you just turned on right. War Games Absolutely. as the pay-per-view and watched for the first time, watched that whole thing all the way through, you would be invested and know exactly what the fuck is going on. They're so good at telling No stories. question about it. Um so also I agree completely and that's a good point. The NXT Championship Tommaso Ciampa finally and uh he defeated Velveteen Dream. This is my match of the night. I, I, I it's teetered for me because I also really love this one. They're uh, both great. Velveteen came out in the Hollywood yeah, one on one here, which I thought was pretty awesome. He did yeah, the especially because it was thing. L.A. It was in yeah, and they teased it the whole match. Like there was a couple of the 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 leg drops that he was trying to drop the whole. Oh, he did. And the, then once he finally got the leg the, drop, it was I even popped like yeah, not oh, only yeah. Mike Hogan. So it was. But he knows exactly how to work that shit. And Absolutely. I, Dude's 23. Especially because the dude's a young black guy. Yeah, and we exactly, all know. Yeah, exactly. That's part of why. Yeah, there's, there's subtext there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And it's almost him being like, fuck you. I'm going to own this. Right. I'm yep. going to make it mine now. Yep. Well, almost as a fuck you to the racist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. I, think I mean, it's it's a might, it might have been half homage, I, and half I, fuck you, or... Three fourths, fuck you know. Take anyway. over Chicago. He's coming out in a rebel flag. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember in the early days when they were doing the whole legend killer thing with Randy Orton, and that was the way to get him over. It's just to crush all the legends. Yeah, I feel like Which they're good. kind of doing that in an even better way with Velveteen by kind of because he did the Rick Rude thing. He does, you know, a lot of Hogan. He did, you know, he, he's always bringing out all these characters from our past, so he's nostalgic. And he kind of keeps it, too. And he does. He, he, every he keeps, time he, a, does he keeps it, a little bit of it every time and then moves on to the next thing. It's like that uh, that show Heroes, moveset, which I only watched like the first season of. <laughs> yeah, but it's like that protagonist who, like, every time he would, he was an empath, yeah, so every time he would meet somebody, he would, like, take on their superpowers. Yeah. So, like, with Velveteen, it's like each time he's just, like, adding more to his arsenal, whether it, it's Savage's elbow drop or, you know, whatever. And it, again, to your point, him, you know, he's only 23, which means if he's adapting all of these amazing wrestlers in this short amount of time, by the time he becomes the guy, which he will, and if he doesn't, I riot, he's going to be so absorbed with all of the best of the best that there is no doubting he oh, will be the man. He's going to be unstoppable in a few years. Like he's going to be doing the five-knuckle shuffle in just a few. Yeah, okay, uh, well, but I'll like it finally. Man, I know, right? Man, what if he came out and did the five-knuckle shuffle? That place would have gone fucking nuts. If he <laughs> yeah, would have done the five moves of doom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He'd actually get that move over finally. I mean, Velveteen Dream was the star of the night for me, and I know for a lot of other people. 
I don't want to. Uh, we already talked about Black and Gargano, and they were great. Uh, Gargano might be my wrestler of the year. He was amazing in that match. J- I mean, j- I mean, he's had a great body of work, and it's hard to extract him from Ciampa. Ciampa was unreal in this match. Hot take. I think Johnny Gargano is the best wrestler in WWE. He's definitely the best heel I mean, of all time. I mean, I don't think that that's Ciampa or Gargano. Ciampa. Not, not of you all time. You can't not tell him apart anymore. He was talking about Gargano, <laughs> but he says Gargano is the best wrestler in WWE. I don't know if I agree with that, but he's certainly in the conversation. Ciampa is the best heel going right now because he gets actual heel heat. For sure. He does heel things. It's real heel heat. It's not... It's not fucking Raw and SmackDown where it's just heat, heat. It's like, you know, remember that, that Chappelle show skit where it was like the haters club? Oh, yeah. I feel like hate, the hate, WWE hate. creative team is just like the haters club and they're just in there and they're like, heat, 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 heat. And Vince <laughs> is like, yeah, boys, put some more water in Buck Nasty's mama's dish. And <laughs> your mother wears underwear with ho- dick holes in them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, I Chompa mean, gets, Chompa... gets real heat. Yeah, he unfollowed WWE on Twitter, which is hilarious. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> It's so good, um, but that was my match. That was my match of the night, and that was a lot. I mean, I, there's no wrong answer if you choose either one of them. Oh, the, the women's match was really good, and they also and they packed a lot of good stuff in the kind of short, but 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 it was great. Like I said, or like Zach said, I wish that the War Games match, and we can move on to that next, would have given ten minutes of their match to Baszler, Kyrie Sane to let them tell a better story because the War Games match it was long while it was while it was great and had a bunch of great spots it was long as shit 47 minutes was it 47 or 54 i mean 47 10 that's a really really long match and while i liked it and i'm not one of these war games purists who think that there should be a lid on the i don't give top, a shit i, I mean, didn't watch back then so. a lot of, i i mean I don't. I didn't watch back then either, and I don't give a shit. I think War Games is kind of a silly concept for a kayfabe I, match. Actually, whenever I was a kid, I watched it, and I, I remember like watching War Games like live, and like it was cool and like it was brutal. Um, it's a cool idea, but it was always it's kind of campy. It you is know? a little campy. Like so, I mean, it's well, a nobody, cool. Nobody can gimmick get pinned match. until they're all in. That's the thing. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a it's a cool gimmick match, but it's always it's always like convoluted. Like you, you tweeted out the rules were fucking a full yeah. page long, and then the yeah, rules t- don't even matter because they try to fucking lock Pete Dunne in and win a kayfabe style. Why would you even do that? Because if he can't get in the ring, then nobody can ever win ever. Right. Well, not only that, and but- why would the why would the referees wait until the his timer <laughs> yeah. went yeah. off to cut him out? It's like just cut him out. And yeah. they kept pushing around Poor the bastard. cages. All you had to do was just lift up. There was no bottom to those cages. So if any one of those guys could have just been like, whoop. sound but- like every we all, we sound right now. We sound like every like. Not fan of wrestling, like just like you know, like you could just like kick the guy in the face and just pin him right now, like kayfabe. But but kayfabe matters. But it does. The, yeah. the thing is, I will say that that spot locking him in and how everybody was trying to get out before him and leaving him as last. I loved that. Honestly, I'd like that. There's a cool little story. Also, yeah. I, I didn't hate the match at all. I thought no, 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 I it was, was just really long. I was thoroughly entertained. Same. It was really good. And Ricochet is a special kind of talent, dude. He's a beast. Okay, so um, my question is, um, is this the best NXT roster that they've ever had? I mean, because they've had, and it's hard for me to remember who was with who. I remember that Finn Balor had a great run. I mean, Seth Rollins is almost, that's almost too long ago to even remember because that was back. First season. 
Well, that was two thousand. So that was six years ago. So that was two thousand twelve and shit. But I mean, they had Kevin Owens and Nakamura on the same. They had. Uh, I mean, even since then, what are the other NXT matches that we've talked about? I feel like you have to say. I would have to say that it is because I just said that Gargano's best in the company. You got Ciampa, who's the best heel. Um, you got Kyle, the undisputed era. You got Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, who are two of the best wrestlers in the world. Who are in a faction. Adam Cole, who is over the top with charisma and is great in, in the ring. Pete Dunne, who is so young and so good. We talk about Velveteen Dream. I think Pete Dunne, work rate-wise, I mean, is leaps and bounds above... Velveteen Dream. Oh, yeah. Uh, and his character works great, too. It's well, just not so... They have different styles. Pete... Yes, go ahead. Sorry. I, like Dream can be carried to a really great match, but Dunn can carry to a great match. Okay, I agree, I agree with that. And what they've done with Dream, which is very smart, is they've put Dream in matches with great wrestlers. And it, it works, because you can see when he works with other guys. I mean, he was in there with Ciampa, who's a great veteran wrestler. He was in there with Black, who That was is, an amazing match, him and Black. Yeah, yeah, him in black was fucking crazy. Um, EC3 is he's fine. He's I mean he's good. But yeah, I mean Ricochet. I mean Alistair Black. You know, I mean Matt Riddle. EC, EC3 is also a veteran who can who can have a good match. I don't want to yeah. show he on can EC3 have a good match, but his last time he looks harder. He he's like a Vince guy. He looks better than he like. Is mm-hmm. I mean Lars Sullivan wasn't even on the on this pay per view and Lars Sullivan is really fucking good as a big uh, big monster type dude and they've yeah. been promoting him on both Raw and SmackDown yeah he's coming up so I don't know where he's going because they put him on both well, shows I'm afraid so. he, I'm Vince a, must I'm have afraid. watched NXT exactly once right. Vince, it's all yeah. about the booking you know this exactly Jason and Vince is going to see Lars Sullivan one time and he's like that's my next Heidenreich oh yeah you know. And what sucks is because Heidenreich... He's going to fuck Michael Cole in the ass. <laughs> he, Heidenreich <laughs> lasted eight seconds, and, and, and Lars Sullivan's actually really good. So I, like, I don't Heidenreich like... Heidenreich only lasted eight seconds when he fucked Michael Cole? Yes. And that's also... That also see, I know sell him, too. That's all, <laughs> that also has to do with how much wrestling has evolved since... I agree. Heidenreich was in there. I mean, guys like... Guys, Lars Sullivan's size didn't do shit. 15 years ago. No, no. Well, and that kind of goes to your point, too, about is this roster of NXT better than any other? I mean, NXT hard, hard has evolved as in general a That's lot true. since NXT then. is not what it was. It has changed with every generation of, of roster switch. So it really has just gotten better and better as a show completely. We didn't even talk about the women... Tony Storm, Io right, Shirai, right, right, right. Jesus Christ, well, it's, and it's Bailey, all, Charlotte, like all well, Bailey, Bailey Charlotte, come Sasha from. Banks, Every, all of the top dogs on the main rosters, oddly Becky enough, Lynch, right? are are, yeah. are from NXT, except for the ones that are newer and matter, like Asuka and and whatnot. But I mean, most, I mean, even well, she was the queen. Right, so, she was the queen so, of NXT. So, so I have a I have a question coming back to the women, but uh, before we get too far into it, we gotta hurry up and get to our three counts. Two beer, what you got? Yeah, so the three count today, um, you guys might have seen the rumors, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago. Who knows about time? You don't, I don't when I'm in this alcoholic haze that I live. But uh, there was a rumor going around that Jim Ross and Jericho were going to uh, open up a wrestling promotion. And uh, I mean, it was refuted. They both denied it like pretty heavily. Although with Jericho, you never know because he'll say he's not doing something, then he'll do it that next day. But uh, we do know for sure that there have been some trademarks filed for AEW, All Elite Wrestling. So it's interesting because in that rumor with 
Ross and Jericho. It was supposed to be financially backed by the Khan family who own the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they are the ones who filed this trademark. So All Elite is obviously tied to Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes. Uh, some of the trademarks that they've filed are All Elite Wrestling, AEW All Out, All Out, AEW, Double or Nothing, which has been the tag for the possible second All-In, uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite, which sounds like a fucking weekly show, uh, AEW Double or Nothing, and then a bunch of logos and stuff like that. So really interesting. Uh, we know a lot of these guys, their contracts are up. Cody's contract with ROH is up at the end of the year. Uh, we know he's wrestling Tokyo Dome. Uh, he says he wants to wrestle in Japan some. Um, you know, uh, Young Bucks contracts up at the end of the year. Omega's contracts up pretty soon. So we don't really know where these guys are going yet. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but this is an indication that something is happening. Whether it's a new promotion, uh, whether it's just a new faction that is going to invade other promotions, who knows? Uh, but, you know, there's some shit on the horizon that's going to be big for the independent wrestling scene. What's the best case scenario in your mind for it? It's tough. If there's camaraderie and there's collaboration, a promotion would be super cool. Uh, you know, we got Lucha Underground. It's probably on the outs. Uh, there's a lot of talent from CMLL, AAA that are actually kind of working together for the first time in, fuck, 25 years. Uh, you know, there's ROH talent, New Japan. If everybody wants to play nice, uh, you know... Fuck. So there's room for. I mean, we're at least, you can argue that we're oversaturated, or you can argue that there's room for more. So, well, I mean, okay. So I'll ask you this, Murray. Uh, your best best case scenario for this? Would you rather? Let's say it is a new promotion. Okay. Would you rather be a new promotion? Do you want another two hours of wrestling to watch weekly, or would you rather be NXT adjacent to where there might be six? three-hour pay-per-views a year put on really well, and if you have to, you can go back and catch up on the storylines. But, I mean, you might catch these six three-hour pay-per-views a year. Like, what What would you want as a wrestling fan the most? I'm not saying I would hate the idea of having another two-hour special of of another exciting Like promotion. a weekly show? Of course. Yeah. I, I, I would watch it if I had the ability to. Um, when it comes to these guys... I wouldn't doubt if maybe they might do something with YouTube or something online where maybe that yeah. the Tuesday night thing might be something like, you know, being the, the elite, being the elite, but an actual that mixed with wrestling and stuff in the promotion. I'm not against it. Um, do I think there's a lot of wrestling right now? There is a decent amount. Do I think it's a bad thing that there's more and more popping up? No, because think of the last time we had too much wrestling. Everybody loved wrestling. And there was the competition going on. Now, granted, that's taking WWE completely out. They're Walmart at this point. So, you know, that doesn't count. But, I mean, yeah. At this but, point, know, I get by with just enough to talk about for WWE, and I watch NXT and NXT UK exactly. religiously. The rest of the stuff comes from as little as I can possibly get away with watching. Right. So I, I can watch other stuff. I exactly. Ca I catch up a lot on Thursday afternoons when I'm at work. And uh, just to get ready for the podcast. Um, but I'm always sitting around Monday night. Like, Tuesday nights I don't watch SmackDown Live. But Monday night I'm always sitting there watching Raw and, and flipping between Raw and something else. But, like, I'll always DVR it and I always watch it. But, like, I burn through Raw within... If if or I burn through SmackDown within twenty minutes unless there's something like it's a funny big because match it's actually that I want to watch. If I am watching a show... 
I'm going to watch SmackDown because it's like a better, That's... less bloated show. It's funny that you'll like sit through Raw. It's like, well, no, Mondays are just like easier for it's your just schedule. Easier for me for my schedule gotcha. to just sit there and not gotcha. do anything. Tuesdays, I might have other things going on, but Mondays, I'm just, I'm never just not uh, detoxing <laughs> after <laughs> nice. the weekend. You know what I mean? So uh, that is exciting news. I, I'm of the opinion that the more wrestling, the better, because obviously there's been a lot more wrestling in the last five years. Uh, if you take NXT, the advent of N- uh, NJPW in America, which has been much greater than it was five years ago. And uh, European wrestling in America. And you got Lucha, uh, yep. Lucha Libre wrestling, and all of a sudden this drives WWE to continue with its regular product, but also put out this NXT product that is off the freaking chain. Am I right, guys? Yeah, I mean, right, it's fucking... Bro. Am I right, bro? bro? It's fucking crazy. It's so much fun to watch. And they do five pay-per-views a year, and every single one of them is an event. Overshadows the main main roster pay-per-views that happen every the next time. night. Every I single say, time. I couldn't name a single takeover that wasn't better than the main roster. I agree. Well, it's never... That's because it's never happened. Yeah. Ever since they started doing takeovers. That's going to do it for our three count. And we got that third. That's F and B Eatery, that third advertiser. They are part of what Jason likes to call our Southampton Mafia. Uh, <laughs> they're at thirty four fifty three Hampton. That's Southampton in St. Louis, Missouri. I finally went there, guys. I got the burger, and when they say that it's the best burger you've never had, they are serious as shit. I got the patty melt because uh, I'm a fan of rye and sautéed onions. That's smash patty. The patty melt was good as shit. They also have a breakfast menu that you can go there and get. That's um, I, I'll, I'll admit I've never had the breakfast, but it, they have slingers, they have omelets, breakfast sandwiches. They are down there on Southampton. Go get yourself some F&B Eatery. They're the newest sponsor of the show, so let them know that you love them. Let them know that Band from Ringside sent you. This is banned from ringside. Okay, we'll get to some odds and ends. Uh, okay, so this is what I wanted to talk about. Not much happened on uh, Raw and SmackDown this week, so we can skip most of it. Five hours, barely anything. Barely anything. Uh, the Daniel Bryan... Learn Dan- a new language. <laughs> learn to code. The Daniel Bryan... Learn to play an instrument. Sorry, I'm just going to keep saying <laughs> learn things. Okay, go ahead. The Daniel... <laughs> the Daniel Bryan, the Daniel, the Daniel Bryan promo was really good. It was a really great heel promo that um, he almost gave like he was Gollum versus uh, what was the other Gollum? What was Gollum's? Schmeagle. Schmeagle. Okay, like he was like Schmeagle and Gollum, like, and he talked about being in the hyperbaric chamber and how being in the silence in the hyperbaric chamber changed him. And I thought that was a really good promo. It like awesome. it's a it's a new take. It was on, like Bane. Even though I could I could tell that. Everything he was saying was not true. He believed what he was saying, and that's what got it. And over. when he grabbed mm-hmm. the ring announcer and made the ring announcer announce him as the new Daniel Bryan, I was like, ah, oh, that's good. He's yeah. having so much fun with it. Good oh, for yeah. him, man. He, yeah, finally. He, he likes, and I'm having fun with it. Exactly. He likes being a heel. Uh, Seth and Dean had a really good um, fight at the end of Raw with. Dean getting Dean posted the- up in front of that Pontiac again. What the <laughs> fuck is up with that? Is that <laughs> like his, his regular fucking car? Fog ass lights. Dean also got the better of him. Um, I used to smoke weed in one of those like every day after school is in, like a 1996 Pontiac just like that. Yeah, that I mean, no, I was in a Fiero. Ooh, high class. Yeah, I jumped I from car to car. 
<laughs> um, we had uh, we had so Braun Strowman wasn't allowed to get his hands on Baron Corbin this week. Instead, they're going to have a TLC match. Maybe the, the funniest part about that is like, hey, you could pick the the stipulations, and Braun's like. TLC. I was like, yeah, it is TLC. Yeah, That's not you're not doing anything special. You fucking. Now you're gonna get my tables, my ladders, my chairs, and these hands. <laughs> well, makes no. But sense. we might not get that match, which would be ideal. Honestly, yes. uh, he's doing an elbow surgery. He's got a shattered elbow. They fucked his Who elbow is? up on Raw. Anyways. Braun, like yeah. they, that was the injury angle, but he's got bone spurs in his elbow, so he is undergoing surgery like How any minute. That? Um, okay, so what I really want to talk, I want to talk hypotheticals with you guys for the WrestleMania. I know it's a, I know it's a far way off. I know it's four and a half months off, but we do have uh, kind of a traffic jam here when you talk about Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey in terms of what will be the most desirable match. And this could be the first year where uh, a women's match. Headlines of WrestleMania. That'd I wouldn't. Awesome. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened this year, considering how much the company seems to think of Ronda Rousey. I seem to remember saying that last week, and there was somebody here that was just really not. Was it me? No, I don't know. I think it was Jason. Oh, was it Jason? Well, I just couldn't even get it out. They're like, that's not happening. Luckily, happening. Jason's not here. We're all white, and we can talk freely. <laughs> oh, <my> God damn! <laughs> He'll like that when he listens. I promise. Um, so. Uh, so there's four possibilities that I've laid out here, and I'm going to ask you to rank them in what you would like to see the most to what you would like to see the worst. And it's uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, or a triple met, triple threat match between the three. Murray, I'll let you go first. As much as a- after Survivor Series and seeing what Charlotte and Ronda could do, I would like to say I would love to see... Uh, Becky Ronda, but I want to see a conclusion on the Charlotte Ronda. I'm not Ronda, uh, Charlotte Becky. I want to see something happen with that since they didn't really get a chance. I, I like after she hugged her, they haven't had any interaction for real. So, like, I want to see if they're going to close that off somehow. Well, that was only a week ago, right? So, I, I personally, I would rather see Charlotte Becky. That's your number one for. Let it as a WrestleMania match. Yes. Assuming they don't assuming they don't do any of these matches prior to WrestleMania. I, I that's the one. Becky Charlotte. Yes. Zach? So yeah, assuming they don't do any of them prior, uh that Charlotte Becky match was one of the best matches of the year on the main roster already. Um Charlotte Becky from Evolution. Evolution. Right. Uh that being said, if they have some mix of these matches, uh, you know, Triple threat, I, there's no three bigger stars uh, as far as uh, female roster than Charlotte, Becky, Ronda. And if they're all at each other's throats, the hug is what throws me off. But if Becky comes back, because she's on social media talking shit. Mad shit. To, to Flair and to Ronda. Like, if they can keep that going, that could be a lot of fun. Because we've already seen... Would you keep Becky off of TV for a couple weeks? Or for like a month? Or Ooh. do you think that might cool her off? No, I don't think it's going to cool her off. Yeah, I think, if anything... Uh, pop even heavier. Yeah, exactly. I would keep her out for a while. So keep her out for like a month? Yeah, and absolutely. No more than a month. Yeah. And keep her with her social media game stronger. Maybe, TL- may, maybe wait anyways. Maybe wait till TLC, have her run in on some shit. That's, that's, have everybody pop and then have her move into Royal Rumble. Maybe have her... 
well, she's the champ, so she's not going to win Royal Rumble. But, man, it's it's hard to keep somebody hot for four months, though. I know that she's it the hottest. I know that, I know that she's I, – I think this is where booking is a little above my pay grade because if you're trying to put if – if you're trying to keep people hot on TV – Going from TLC to Royal Rumble, which is in January, to WrestleMania, which is at either at the end of March or the beginning of April, usually at the beginning of April. I think the way to keep her hot. That's hard. Right. Here, here, to keep her hot, strip her of the title. Say she can't wrestle within 30 days. She's hurt. Strip her of the title. Let him book the territory, yeah. people. Let him book the territory. Let her get so mad that she just fucking runs roughshod and she wins the Rumble. And, and then she gets to pick her opponents. And Ooh, if they stripped her from the title, you're right. She wants to get both Raw and SmackDown's yeah. women champions. Yeah, so like Ooh, Charlotte, Charlotte, match. yeah, her Charlotte, Charlotte, and yeah, as a unification match, like one champ. Yeah, the that's, other, that's a great idea. I'm, that's a great idea. The only reason my answer was not that I was going to say Becky versus Ronda because we've already seen Becky versus Charlotte. And we already had what was. A spectacular women's match between I them. Just, I don't know why I said women's. Spectacular match between them. The only reason that I'm against the triple threat is because... Oh, he's against the triple threat. Is because Becky, <laughs> Charlotte, and Sasha had a WrestleMania triple threat match two or three years ago. and Maybe four years ago. But they I stole the show. I already don't remember it. That, oh, that was the best match of the entire WrestleMania. I remember walking out of it being like... Uh, if it was four years ago, I wasn't watching. This is when I, this is when I said shit, uh, and there was no microphone in front of me. I was like, "Well, that was the best match of the night." Was Becky Sasha Charlotte as the triple threat match? So that's why I'd be against the triple threat. My vote would be for Becky versus Ronda if they wait until WrestleMania to have it. I also know there's a danger in waiting till WrestleMania to do a match like that because anybody can get hurt at any time, as evidenced by Becky getting hit by Nijax. Bliss is going to come back by WrestleMania, and she's going to be challenging Ronda for the title at WrestleMania, and Nia is going to somehow be entwined in that. I know Bliss might be done. No, no, no. I mean, I love Alexa Bliss, but she is... I mean, Becky Lynch and Charlotte are in a different stratosphere. Oh, I, no, I totally agree with that. I'm just saying, I'm thinking like WWE right now. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's not my opinion. That's just what I think. Well, it's my opinion based on WWE's product. I've been kind of thinking they're going to, I've been kind of thinking Bliss is done. I'm Nia's going to be in there. And, 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 and I think they might do Nia and Becky at Royal Rumble somehow. Wow. Just to just to have Becky or fast lane or fucking just to have Becky squash her or something. This is banned from ringside. All right, guys, we're almost out of time. Uh, there wasn't much else to talk about with Raw or SmackDown. Do you have birthdays? Uh, we have our birthdays. I've Elias, got, I've got one you might not have. Go ahead. Elias is thirty-one. Beth Phoenix is Maybe. thirty-eight this week. Ivory is fifty-seven. British Bulldog. R.I.P. would have been 56. Eric Rowan is 37, and Summer Rae is 35. What you got? L.I.J. is three years old. Happy birthday. <laughs> Man, this is Comedy Central, dog. He's just a toddler now. Hey, everybody, we know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate the hell out of you to listen to ours. Uh, for Soul Taco. Check. For JJ Twigs on Southampton. Check. For FB Eatery. Check. For Shock City Studios. Check. For Sam the Mauler Mall. Check. For Murray the Murray Man Murray. Check. For Check. Two Beer Zach Pullman. Check. For JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell. We miss Check. you. I am Pumpkin Shasa Pie. And everybody, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Boo the heels. And when the news are
throne. 